Total Wine & More is a wonderland to explore. Thousands of wines and spirits, unexpected pairings and great gifts, low prices and helpful guides. Make the holidays magical at Total Wine & More. Drink responsibly, be 21. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We are back for another one. What today is? It is another Mad Hatter Saturday. And oh, don't we have something for y'all on tonight. But first and foremost, let's get this all the way started. Welcome to the Mad Hatter Podcast. I am your host, Queen Alexis. Also on here, hosted by my boy, Devontae. Tell him what's up. Yo, yo, what's up, world? What's poppin'? Man, and my girl, Mavis, Avis, Davis, the angry. Tell them what's up. Good evening. What's up? I'm definitely going to be angry today. Man, man. And tonight we have one, ooh, one very epic, um, powerful performance found um show for y'all tonight we have on our show a very very wonderful and i mean he he, he tell it like it is keeping it all the way 100 and he gonna do it tonight um this is taylor dean he is a Taylor Dean CSA, he is a counselor, he is an advisor, he is a motivational speaker, he is also the host of the podcast, of a podcast by the name of What Men Can't Say, and we are going to be vibing with him and getting to know him as well tonight, so y'all give it up. Y'all give it up for Taylor Dean. Hello, Taylor Dean. How are you tonight? Hey, how y'all doing? What's going on? I hope y'all ready. Hope we ready together so we can uh, connect and uh, get some solutions uh, and some issues solved. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now, if y'all have not have been on Facebook, he has a page. His own page, Taylor Dean says CSA, and also his other page for What Men Can't Say podcast. And he has been, man, this whole week, the week before, forever. Uh, he's been coming out with these lives, and he's just been keeping it one. Hundred with us, so let's get to know the man behind man this wonderful and powerful um, podcast. Taylor, let's get to know you. Let's start this off. Um, how long have you been doing this? Like, where did it all start? Where did you start from? And how long have you been doing it? Uh, it started back maybe like 15 years ago, uh, probably, yeah, about 15 years ago. It started when I would, when Facebook had first came out, and it was Facebook, MySpace. That was the, the heavy hitters at the time. Um, I go so far mm -hmm. back with Facebook where uh, you had to put your college ID in. That's how far back I go. 
and uh, I was <laughs> I was in the mix of just starting out, or not just starting out. I was frustrated with relationships and dating because I was the quote unquote gentleman that women said that they wanted. I was respectful. I was doing quote unquote the right thing. And once I had started doing all the right things, I realized the more right I did, the more I got mistreated. But the more wrong I did towards the woman, the better she treated me. I started off with a blog on uh, Facebook, and I was underground. And it progressed from there. It was just for men at one time, uh, because it wasn't just, it wasn't what men can't say then. It was just it was just me. I just you know regular name. Nope. And I was just blogging and giving men tips on how to do nice things for your ladies. And then those men had started pulling women and started getting married and getting girlfriends and all that stuff like that. And then those women was trying to figure out why were their men so smooth and why did they know so much and how to get all the answers. And those men sent their women and then their friends to me to teach the women how to do what I was teaching the men. They wanted a version, a version of being good for their men, but they didn't realize I was more hardcore uh, on the men. But when you hardcore on the women, you know, women don't take it as the same as men because men are more straightforward. Women are more, you know, emotional, like, well, it depends and all that stuff like that. So then it progressed on from there, and here I am 15 years later. But everything I've been doing is more underground. But now this this last year and a half, I've been pushing towards being more public and whatnot like that. Okay, okay, okay. Um, I'm going to um direct it to Mavis Avis Davis. Um, Mavis, any questions you have for Mr. Taylor? Any questions? I have plenty of questions for Mr. Taylor. Um. First and foremost, so I like what you're saying as far as being a gentleman and everything like that. Like, us women, yes, we do want that gentleman. We want that kind person. And I think a lot of them get um, taken advantage of or um, sometimes pushed over or allow some women to walk all over them. That's something I've seen in the past. I personally have not dealt with it, but I've only heard through it through friends and family. Um, but, like, most importantly is, like, me and you kind of talked about this the other night. It's, like, what men can't say. You know, we were talking about, like, dress code. You know, so if I buy a dress and it's, you know, it's pretty fitting. It's not, like, super tight, but it's fitting. And if I feel that I look okay in it, but in reality, you see something different. Like you see me looking like an Oompa Loompa and it will like rolls hanging out and everything like that. I would only expect my man who I am trusting, I'd only expect them to be like, hey, sweetheart, look, I know you spent a lot of money on that dress, but look, I'm, I don't think this is the right time for you to wear it. And he, like, I don't know, this is me, like, the truth hurts. So, you know, it is what it is. I, I'll get over it. But tell me, like, at the end of the day, like, I'm your wing woman for the night. So wouldn't you want me to look appealing? Wouldn't you, like, want me to 
look good, you know, just because we take pictures. I mean, you don't want to see, like, all these rolls hanging out and stuff like that, you know? Um, That's one of my big questions. Why do men feel that they can't be honest? Granted, I get both sides of I get both sides of the spectrum. Some women can't take it, and men don't want to hurt their feelings or feel that you know they've been told not to say things. You know they're not so fast about their weight, they're not so fast about other things too. But I'm like at the same time, be open and honest with me. Like if I don't look good in the dress, say something. Be like, hey, either you know put some spanks on or do something with it. Be nice, be gentle with your words, but my question is, why do men feel that they can't say anything? Well, let's just keep it straight. I mean, I want to hear the truth. So men are taught regularly to console and make sure you say the right thing to a woman or it will turn into either... One of two things. If you don't say the right thing, then you're a narcissist. You're, you're a woman basher. If you don't say the right thing, then it will turn into a future argument or the reason why she did what she did or she's upset with you. So in order to keep peace in the house, what do you do? Woman walks in the room. Hey, babe, what you think about this dress? Oh, yeah, you know, look good, girl. You know, you know I love all that, girl. He's going to tell you what you want to hear because he knows if I don't, probably you ain't going to talk to me for a while. You're going to be mad. We're not going to be able to have sex. You don't want to go nowhere with me. You don't want to spend time with me. So what is he going to do? Just say what he needs to say. And plus, depending on the type of woman, not every woman's not the same, but depending on the type of woman, how you have been around your man consistently anyway is how your man is going to respond to you. If you find your man not talking to you, it's because your man doesn't believe he can talk to you and be honest with you. You set that tone. And if it feel, if he feels like his word is not going to be heard, what's the point of telling him anything? What's the point of telling him the truth? What's the point of uh, trying to be honest with her? Just going to do what you're going to do. And then when you find a woman that you can be honest with, you just move on to the next one. Simple. All right, Devontae, what you got for me? Yo, yo, uh, I definitely want to say, man, shout out to you, big homie, for, you know, creating a space where guys can get together and talk about real stuff. And, um, you know, I think one of the words that you said was uh, that you mentioned earlier, um, you created a safe spot for men to talk and share information and not come off as woman bashing not come off as narcissistic. And that's a big thing, you know, especially in the climate that we're in right now. It's very tough for uh, young men of any color, any race, creed, uh, economic stature, whatever, to find a safe space to really, really talk and hash it out and, and learn and develop themselves in a way where they can be better husbands, fathers, brothers, whatever. So shout out to you, big homie. Um, my question is, um, man, what is the worst like, garbage. What's the worst bullshit you've heard as far as reactions? You know what I mean? Come on. Men or women? You know what I mean? Like, what's the worst, some of the bad stuff that you heard? Like, people shooting shots at you or whatever. Like, like towards me? 
Yeah, absolutely. You know how that goes where you might say something to people and be like, you know what? Fuck you had them toes, dick. I don't like your crops their feet. Black, black, black. You know, something crazy on the internet. You know how people go. You know. <laughs> well, here, 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 here's, here's something that, that always gets me what I've always experienced. Depending on, depending on the platform and how much I have, uh, how do you say, went to bat for it. Like a woman say, I want to hear the truth. I want to hear the truth. Just tell me the truth. I said, oh, okay, cool. Because then when you actually tell them the truth, then I get, well, you didn't have to say it like that. It's not what you say. It's how you say it. And then by me being a man of color, I usually get it only from the women of color. But anyone outside my race or color, the women receive it differently. Then they call a bunch of, you know, N's and B-A-N's and a whole bunch of other stuff. And then it turns into, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you said that. But if I take the same content and go to another platform that is not of my race or color, it's received different. But when I'm on my own platform with my, quote, unquote, own people, then it's woman bashing. That's what's kind of hurtful in a way. But then when I switch it, and let's say, for instance, I say it exactly the way they want me to say it, then it's flipped back into, oh, I heard that before. You ain't saying nothing. So what do you want me to do? Oh, wow. That's right there. That's what you just said right there. That was that was legal. Ow. I, 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 on behalf of, of some of us women of color, you done stepped on our, our toe with that one. But right. Um I'm about to bring in um Taylor. This this brother coming on right now. He is the CEO of the company that is all, that is over Mad Hatter and also two other platforms that we have as well. So for entertainment productions, his name is Daniel Davis. Um, Daniel Davis, welcome to the Mad Hatters. What do you have for Mr. Dean on tonight? I have a couple questions. First, I want to thank you for coming on to the show. Um, you know, taking out time on your busy schedule to do that. And I also want to ask a, a deeper question is you have to, when you said um, who you're speaking with, you have to, you know, kind of watch what you say because of how it may be perceived. It's even deeper when you're married and how that received. Can you, can you go into perspective as far as that's concerned? So in the marriage, right? Now, Let's, 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 let's break it down real quick so we can separate. You have dating people. That means we hook up, we chill, we hang out. You have relationship people. We're trying to relate together. We're trying to figure out if we want to spend the rest of our lives together. Then you have marriage. And not married. Let me make sure it's clear. Not married. I got married, a marriage, meaning that we are trying to have a happy life, live our best life, on a repeated age, every year, age to age to age, right? So with your wife, 
I'm talking from the man's side, not the woman's side, y'all, because I know a woman's saying, well, what about us? No, we don't want, that's why we're talking about the men. Here we go. I know a woman's saying that. Right now, I'm talking about senses. The spirit of the Lord just told me right then. But, <laughs> but here it is. So a man is setting up, his, his natural instinct is to make sure that his woman is good because his woman is his home. Stay with me. You remember Luca Vandross? Everybody remember Luca? Does anybody remember Luca? Mm-hmm. Remember Luca in his song says, A chair is not a chair in. A house is not a home without you. Remember that? Yeah. You got a sign. Watch this. Luca was telling you the secret in the song to the women. A chair is not a chair. And a house is not a home without you. The point of a man working his butt off to get you the house, the white picket fence, the dog, the car, buy your washer, a dryer, pots, pans, clothes, drawers, wigs, body shapers, make sure your nails done, try to make sure the kids and kick them in their face and make sure they ain't bothering you, all that stuff like that. The purpose of that is is because he knows in order to have peace, which you are the peace, you are the prize, you are what he comes home to, he don't care about the house. You ever, and to prove that, most men tell you, oh, I don't care about that. Yeah, my, uh, yeah, my wife, she want, uh, yeah, she want the deck, she want that, uh, them curtains up there. Yeah, she want, uh, she want a new drive. Let me get my wife that right there. Because he don't come to the house, the house, he comes to the house so he can come home to you. He's working for you. Men only usually work for two things. He either works for himself or he works for the woman because the woman connects, is the spoke with everything that's surrounded by it. That goes with the kids, that goes with his finance, that goes with the sex, his nutrition, that goes with everything. But what happens with a lot of times when you are married, the woman looks at it more as, oh, well, you got to do this, and you got it, and you ain't acting like this, and all right, right. But the man needs the peace of the woman so he's able to go out to, quote, unquote, get the bacon and bring it back home. And what happens is when a man is trying to tell the woman he is married to, which is kind of jacked up sometimes, he's trying to tell the woman that he's married to, baby, we need to do this. We need to do this and this and this because he's doing the work part, not saying a woman does not work, not saying a woman doesn't make more money than him. But when it's all said and done, and we all know this, if something goes wrong in the house, if things start falling apart, they are not going to look at the woman. They're going to look at the man and say, why didn't you do something? Mm. <laughs> I totally agree with everything he just said. Mm. And uh, I, I wanted, to, I wanted, to, I wanted to get pretty much that 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 marriage perspective because I'm married. So I like to throw that curve in there because I know the listeners, some are married. So I think that that's that's very important. That you know, it's even the bubble gets even tighter when you're married because you're even more cautious of what you say because of how that can result into the rest of the day. It could be the rest of the month because it depends on when she decides to drop the issue if she decides to drop the issue if not it's going to reoccur later even if you like you could be on two three months later a year later the same situation arrives mm-hmm. okay 
That's all so, I got. So we gon' this 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 is how the vibe gonna be tonight. Let me go and get my drink and go and prepare myself for being in the corner. Mm. <laughs> Ooh, this gonna be one. All right. We about to get a little bit deeper up in these questions. So we got callers calling in now. I'm letting y'all know now if you want to ask a question of dating, relationship, um, or even comment or ask about anything that is said on here, please push star six and to raise your hand. So I know that y'all want to talk. And, and let's let's go ahead get this started. Mm, already my toes been hurting from all of this toe stepping on and everything. Just oh, mm, I'm gonna need to repent. I'm gonna need to repent. But let's get this started. I have a scenario for you, Taylor. Let's take a woman. She got a heartbroken. Um, a couple of times, few maybe a few times, and she got to the point where she said, "You know what? I'm not going to be dealing with relationships. I'm just going to pretty much keep it just to keep it 100. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be out here straight dying, me and a Tatiana. Um, and she find herself." Well, not find herself, but she preferred getting into situationships, not relationships, but situationships with men that are either attached to somebody else or not looking for a relationship. However, it always ends up that when it's over and it's done, that man is cold hearted towards her real cold um as if it, he's either distant or disrespectful as if she done anything wrong can you tell us with this situation with this scenario of this woman what did she do wrong in the whole situation make sure i got this clear so okay you're saying that the woman has put herself into a situation because the man is with somebody else? Uh-huh. Because she don't want to get her heart broken. Okay. So when she breaks it off, the man gets upset? No, when he breaks it off, he treats her like dirt, breaking it off. Oh, that's how it's supposed to go. What did she expect? Mm. <laughs> So right, like, I mean, think about, think about, wait, wait, now watch, now think, think about this, okay, so she chose a man that I was already in a situation, right, that's what mm-hmm. we should be saying, it's clear, okay, so when he says, I no longer want to be with you, or our situationship, or dating, or love, or sex, or whatever like that, and he says, oh, he, he said, get the blank out of my face, whatever, you know, whatever like that, I mean, she she shouldn't expect nothing less because you already set yourself up to fail. You already knew what the circumstances was. It wasn't 
this is this is not a love affair. This is not gonna go no further than what it's gonna go. Whether it be sex, hanging out, kicking it, uh, random favors, or lonely time, or whatever like that. So if the man is treating you uh, like he's treating you, well, he's treating you accordingly. And if that's the case, well, it should it shouldn't bother you no way because you're just supposed to move on. You're supposed to go to the next guy because you don't want to get your feelings hurt. And matter of fact, why are your feelings into something that you said you got into it for not to have feelings? Makes no sense. Uh, agree, agree. Um, the reason why I put up this scenario because we now the mad hatters we have had an episode dealing with side chicks, and oftentimes you see women that end up being the side chick, accepting the role of the side chick, and catching feelings <clears throat> in those situationship situations. Not a relationship, a straight situationship. And finally, finally, the guy either feels some type of way and want to do right by who he with, or he don't want, or if he ain't with somebody, he wants to just end what this is because it ain't going nowhere. But they once it once he ended, they get in their feelings and start exposing. Start going off talking about, oh, he a dog. He just playing with my emotion, but put himself in the situation. Put herself in the situation with this dude. Oftentimes, I have said, now, if you don't put yourself in a position as the side chick, you can't get mad at what he do, period. You most definitely can't get mad if he dealing with other women. You ain't you know, you ain't in a permanent situation here. You just put yourself in a temporary situation. Yeah, okay, everybody has heard the cliche phrase of you want your cake and eat it too, right? Everybody heard that before. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay, you want your cake and eat it too. Well, technically, when it's your cake, you have the right to eat it. All right, now watch this. Let's go on both sides. Let's start with the man. If the man is already with the woman and he has a situation side chick girl and he decides to break it off and leave them be, a lot of times the untold truth is is that the woman is only with that man because he has a woman because it takes the responsibility and accountability of her to actually do anything or be accountable for him. She loves the enjoyment and the excitement of not being treated wrong, but actually doing the wrong. Oh, okay, pause that. Right now, now um, let's go to the woman side of it. Now, now if we're going by what um, what you said that like she knows that. So if she's in knowing of that, then she can't expect nothing less. But she enjoys the drama of the man coming back at her, but she does not have to take the blunt hit and trauma of it. She wants to start the drama and the mess of it. Now watch. Watch how I said that. She enjoys the man has a woman or married or a girlfriend or whatever, and she enjoys that she can still have the arguments, the disagreements, the struggle, the frustration, but she can always walk away from it because it ain't her man no way. It's true. 
Tis true. Tis true. You're right. Tis true. She don't have to. She don't have to deal with it. She don't have to stay. She can walk away. But why do you think that these women, when it becomes over, they get butt hurt so bad and start exposing them, uh, exposing the guy and finding his woman and telling all what's going on with it and everything. Why? Why go through that if you know that ain't your man? Now here, here's the other one. Remember, remember what I just said about the cake and eat it too? Okay. Mm-hmm. See, she got her piece of cake. Right? She got her piece of cake. And she got your cake. But see, the thing is, she got the woman's cake for the right for that moment. But the man came and said, hey, I'm taking my cake back. So she's mad because she can't have her own cake and eat your cake that you're supposed to have. Stay with me. Now, she said she butthurt because she's supposed to be the one with all the advantage. She's supposed to be the one that has everything. See, I got him, and watch this. Who says that she don't have multiple men like that? Who's to say that she playing him, and how, how we know she don't have no man? She just told people oh. what she told him. Why are you so hurt that that man went back to his woman? Well, first of all, he didn't go back to his woman. He was already with his woman. You just seen him on Monday, and then you can have him on Tuesday, then you can have him on Saturday, you can have him on the weekend. Mm. You know, that's what you're doing. Whatever mm-hmm. the song goes. You know, I, mean, I, I kind of bushed this off. But mm-hmm. that, a lot of those women just like to start drama. They enjoy, they enjoy the negativity. They feed off of the drama. They ain't really hurt because if she was really hurt, she could walk away. How can you be hurt of a man that's not your man? And you already have established you are the girl that's trying to get him to be your man. So if he says he doesn't want you, you should you could be able to walk away just like that. Well, what if she in love, Taylor? Well, what if what now she got a baby, so I miss all this story. But what if she in love, Taylor? What if he told her some things? Well, he didn't tell her nothing because she already understood the situation. The the problem with a lot of women that do things like that. They play in the victim. They love to they love to go back to their girlfriends at the nail shop. They love to go hang out with the girls at, at work. They love to go, yeah, girl, I'm dating this dude right now, girl. He be trying to do something, and he ain't acting right. And see, that's what I'm saying, girl. See, she loves to have that storyline. She watched too much TV. She watched too much Atlanta Housewives. She watched too much of those movies. She listened to, she's just to WAP and all that stuff. She listened too much of that music. She's trying to live that lifestyle. She's attracted to the lifestyle. She's committed to the lifestyle. She's not committed to him. And guess what? If another dude come along, she'll do the same thing. That's the reason why she said, you know what? F you block. Because you got another one now. That's all it is. Mm. Ashley, what you got? Mm. Mavis? I hope we didn't lose her. Sorry, I'm here. I'm here. Sorry. All right. Okay. Um, all right. So my question is, do men not like a woman who, uh, I guess, is like is a caretaker? Um, so 
I'll use myself as as an example. Um, I'm independent. I do everything on my own. I don't depend on anybody. I provide everything for myself. I will go out of my way to, you know, if I'm dating somebody, if they're not feeling well, I will go and do X, Y, and Z. Like if they need me to go run in, do an errand for them because they're down for the count. They just don't feel well. Or, um, you know, hey, you know, let's go out to you. Let me take you. Let me treat you because, you know, you've constantly treated me. Let me treat you. Um, do men not like that? Like, and I'll be a hundred percent honest because I said what I said with me being independent, it's hard for me to accept someone to take care of me, I guess to, you know, Hey, let me take you out to dinner. Let me do this. And I'm like, are you sure? You know, you sure you don't want any money? You know, that's it's my heart, I guess, you know, it's, I could be angry and I could be a beast. I'm not going to lie, but um, I do have a heart of gold. Now that heart of gold does get taken advantage of, you know, you open the door to do one or two things and all of a sudden it's like, okay, if you did one or two, let me see you. So do three through 11 and then yes, I will jump through hoops and do three through 11. So I'm like, damn, okay. So now you're taking advantage of my kindness. So it's like a two-parter question for you. Sorry. Okay, make sure we clear. But I think I think I think I get the gist of what you're saying. So you're saying you're independent. So the woman is independent, right? Correct. Yep. And we're also we're also the first question you're asking me is, do men get offended by a woman? I'm just using some basic. A woman buying him dinner. Dinner or going that smell and doing other generous things. Just, 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 I'm just saying, buying dinner. I'm just using yep. that. Like, in other words, okay. you doing for him. That's what I'm saying. Yes. Okay. Okay. So then you switched it, and then you said, but I don't like when somebody is doing something for me as a man, doing for me, because I'd be like, oh, you know, you don't really have to do that. You know, I can do it myself, right? Right. So you just contradicted your own thought. So here we go. So here's the problem with women nowadays. Women have now taken on, because of social media, because of how the world is set up, because of the music they listen to, all this. This is all, you, you can Google it. It's right there in your face. All you got to do, matter of fact, just go on your website, go on your social media, you can just scroll and you can see it all day long. Women have this notion now Hey, look at me. I got a job. I take care of my kids. I got my own business. I uh, uh, cook for myself. I clean myself. I got a house. I got a car. I got all this stuff. And then she puts it in a man's face say, see, I can do it on my own. And then a man looks at you and goes, so? That's what you've been doing. What are you talking about? And then a woman goes, what are you talking about? I, I mean, I can do it on my own. I don't need no man for this. So what? I was raised by a woman that did the same thing. And some of y'all, I was raised, I had a mama and a daddy, and she was doing the same thing. What this is, man? My mama owned her own company. She had her own car. She had her own business. She had money, too. So what are, what are you, why are you boasting about something that you're supposed to do as an adult anyway? But here's a little niche that's up underneath there. It's called the victim role. 
what the women have done, not all, but what the women have done, how the world has taught you now, is that, you know, women are defenseless. You know, when, when a woman gets hit, that's wrong. When a woman gets raped, that's wrong. Correct. When, when a man is narcissistic, that's wrong. Correct. But here's the thing. We're not in the 1930s. We're not in the 1920s. It's not, it's not the uh, Vietnam World War and stuff like that where women did actually stay at the house and didn't have no jobs, couldn't vote, and all that old crazy stuff like that. That's not those times. But they pulled that same narrative from way back then when they know that it has not been like that for the last maybe not 30 years. How many boys have grown up? Raise your hand if, you, if you're listening. How many boys grow up and you had a mom and she had two or three jobs, she was handling all her business? How many boys grew up and you saw multiple women that up and down the block taking care of their business? So why are you promoting to me that you can buy something? Who gives a crap? And most men really don't give a crap about your money. Most men don't really care about you got a car and all that other stuff like that. Usually only men that care about something like that are usually men that are not knowing or lazy or no good. Those dudes care about how much money you got, how much cars you got. That's the reason why you see not the best friend in the passenger ride. Now you see your man in the passenger ride. That's why you see more women driving men around. Now, let's go to the next one. The other part is, is that when you say, hey, I don't want a man to do this for me, what you just said was, I want to be the leader. I want to be the man. I want to do for the man, but I don't want the man to do for me. But then when the man does not do for me, then I'm going to complain, fuss, argue, bitch, moan, cry, and tell all my friends and tell everybody that, see, these men are not about nothing. You want to take on the man role, but then when the man doesn't do what he's supposed to do, you say, well, why are you not doing what you're supposed to do? And then the man looks at you and says, well, you're doing what I'm supposed to do. And then you say, well, no, you can't do what I'm supposed to do. And then the man says, well, who's supposed to be the woman? Well, a woman can buy this and one can do this. Well, the man's going, okay, well, I'm kind of lost. I don't understand what I'm supposed to be doing. Because a woman says, you, if a man sits in the house, if a man sits in the house and he does nothing and she pays all the bills and do everything, so what is his job? If your mama walk into the house and she said, what does he do? And he said, oh, he just sits there all day. Do they not say, well, why he's not working? Why he ain't cutting the grass? Why he ain't maintaining the house? But if a woman is sitting down and she's not doing nothing, the only thing they're going to say to the woman is, why she ain't taking care of these kids? Why she ain't cleaning the house? Why she ain't cooking? Why she ain't cleaning? Because that's a natural instinct, but the world has put a surface over it. It's like put a covering over it. It's that imaginary covering of, oh, we're all equal. Yeah, to an extent we're all equal. But when a man comes to the door and you're ready to knock the door down and, and, and harm people in the house, they don't tell they, the man don't go, hey, woman, get up and go take care of that. They say the man get up and take care of that. When the kid's head is nappy and not clean, they don't say man goes handle that. They say, where's the mama at? So that's a natural thing that is built within you. What we have to do as people is stop pretending like we don't see it. We're trying to play the roles that we're not playing. That's why you see women wear more pants than they wear dresses. That's the reason why you see more men not really caring about women because the women are pushing the men out the way and trying to take on the position of the king. But then when the king is not present, then she cries about where's the king. Well, you want to be the king, but there's no queen. So the man left you for a woman that was trying to be the queen. That's the reason why women keep hearing and they keep saying, these men keep cheating on us. Now, they're not cheating on you. They're going to find women that's neglect that's not neglecting them. Go ahead. Mm. Mm. Uh, mm. Vontae. Oh, gone. Gone. Gone, Devontae. Gone. Oh, wait.
No, but man, you took me to a whole nother level, bro. I mean, it's a lot of stuff that, um, you know, we all kind of know out here in these streets, but again, it's completely unsaid. Um, a lot of the underlying things that have went on, I think, you know, I haven't used the term. I don't know anybody that has used the term, but, you know, we talk about toxic masculinity, but it sounds a lot like there's a lot of toxic femininity going on out here in the world, you know, and it's like that toxic femininity is kind of accepted a little bit because we don't, we're conditioned to not think about it in, the, in those terms. So what kind of things do you think that a lot of these men can do to, one, get out of those circumstances and situations, and two, identify that? Like, how do you – I know I've been around so many women that, that want to be the driver and the passenger, kind of like we saw about earlier. But um, how do you identify that kind of stuff right from the first date? You know what I mean? Like, what kind of stuff do you look at when you're zooming in on on Miss Lady. All right, so get your phones ready. I'm going to get answers real quick. I'm going to give you some quick ones. When you first, when you first pick up a woman, when you when you take a woman out, what do women? Well, I'm going to back up. Let me back up. Let me back up. Let me back up. Most of the times, when you have a woman, you tend to ask her, "Hey, baby, where you want to go? What you want to do today? Hey, where you want to go eat? Right? Where you want to go eat?" And she go, oh, I don't know, this, this, that, that. Here's what you start doing as a man, when you, even when you go on a date, because you said date, so I'm going to use date. You get the girl number, the girl give you her number, whatever like that. You call her, whatever like that. Your conversation should last no more than five to ten minutes. Hey, how you doing, Sally Sue? Hey, what's going on? Hey, I was, um, was going to ask you, uh, were you available between the times of 7 and 10 o'clock uh, Saturday night? Uh, if not, what about uh, five to maybe nine o'clock uh, that evening? You, uh, you had your calendar. How's your calendar looking? Oh well, I'm not really doing anything. Um, would you like to go out with me? And what I'm gonna need you to wear is I'm gonna need you to wear a really nice dress. Uh, you can wear heels if you like, and also too, you can bring your flats with you. And then I'm gonna take you out to a nice dinner, and then I'm gonna take you to this uh, theater that I found, and uh, we'll, I would like to know would you like to go. And she goes, "Oh, okay, cool. So do I need to? No, that's all I need to wear. That's it. Oh, okay, cool. So I'll pick you up. I'll be there around about four, four thirty, just in case we need to make any extra runs. But I was trying to leave, be gone by at least five. If you if you don't want to do that, then we can meet up in a place. If you don't want to do that, then." What I can do is I can order you a lift. I can get you an Uber or something to the location and make that make you feel more comfortable. You good with that? Okay, cool. Well, have a good day. Um, and then I'll see you Saturday. If anything changes before then, try to let me know maybe um, maybe at least earlier that morning or midday so I can make some other arrangements. All right? All right. See? That's one way. What men have lost is is telling women what to do and sticking to it. Now, if you meet a woman and you say, hey, we're going to go to Six Flags or we're going to go to the amusement park or whatever like that, what men have gotten away from is, hey, we're going to go do this. I'll see you there. I'm going to pick you up and go take you somewhere and get something to eat. What you have to do is you have to take the authority of just like a, a quarterback. You have to take the quarter like your daddy. This is what it is. That's the end of it. She can have the last word on anything, but you have the final one on everything. You feel me? 
when a woman comes and she dresses a certain way, watch to see how she dresses. Does she wear tight pants? Treat, treat her according like a uniform. That's I, I do it that way. Treat her according based off of her uniform. If she dressed like a hoe, she's probably promoting hoe, pretty much. If she always got a breast and stuff out, she's probably subliminally trying to get uh, attention towards that area. That's how she gets her attention. If a woman has big butt, big breasts, or big hips or something like that, and you can tell she is purposely promoting that, that's probably how she gets her attention. But you can also help her change that and say, hey, uh, would you uh, mind if you change something more, you know, less provocative? If she gets an attitude about it, it lets you know she's more concerned about what she wants and she's more concerned about not how you may perceive her. That means she's not wanting to work with you. She wants to work against you. Little little knick-knack stuff like that. Pay attention to uh, the type of shoes or shoes. If you ever see a woman, she wear, wears heels. I want you to pay attention to the height of the heel. I want you to pay attention to the on the heel. Like you look at a woman's heels, but she have pointy shoes in the front. Usually when you see a woman with a point-type shoe, she probably has probably an attitude issue, she's mad, or she's in some type of a boss mode, right? If you see a woman, she's very flashy. She has a lot of over-the-top bright colors. Most of the time, she's hiding something. If she cannot go without makeup, I mean, I don't care on any given day. Anytime you hear it, see a woman, she cannot go without makeup, that's a problem. That means she's hiding something. She does not believe in herself. If you be with a woman for long periods of time and you've never seen her with her real hair ever, then you have to ask her, do she have an illness or what is the problem that she cannot do her own hair? Because if she can't even do her own hair, that also means she's not going to be able to do your daughter's hair. You feel what I mean? She's going to she's gonna implement that into your children's family. Little things like that. If her nails are super long all the time, you have to ask yourself the question, what is it that she does? What, why she has to emphasize on her hands that bad. She has to always have red lipstick on. Ask her the story. What's behind that? You need to know why she's doing certain things. Why she, does she have to wear big hoops? Why does she have to wear diamond earrings? What do those things mean? Usually diamond earrings is more like class. Hoops mean like I'm more hood, more thug, more gangster, stuff like that. It's, some of the stuff is just obvious. It's just like with men. I guarantee you if you flip it on the man's side, if you were, if you walk and you meet a woman, you sagging in your pants. Ain't no woman gonna be like, "Oh, that's cute." She's not gonna do that. Let you have, let you have some dusty shoes on. Watch how she responds to you. It's the same thing, vice versa. Talk, speak to her accordingly, you know, but but treat her like a lady first. Let her show you who she actually is, but always treat her like a lady first. If you don't know how to treat her like a lady, just Google it up on YouTube. They got plenty of little knickknack classes for it. Just go through one through three. That's all it is. But you pick up on how the type of woman it is by her consistency. Just look at it consistently. She always asking a whole bunch of questions. She probably knows it. Simple. Let's look at it what it is. <laughs> okay. All right. Woo. Um, we got a question from Chanel Logan. Uh oh, let okay. <laughs> Let's get Let's get Devante on, on right quick, and then Chanel, I'm going to go straight to you. Devante, whoo, Jesus. Taylor, yeah, oh, I'm in the corner. I'm in the corner, Taylor. I'm done. <laughs> oh, shit, yeah, hey, man, this nigga just broke down the whole DaVinci code on y'all, bitch. Y'all better watch out in 2020. It's about to go down because you got niggas zooming in on heels. And she got the points. 
And who? Oh, no, she did. I'm going to go after you with the plum and the red. It's gone. It's dead. You got to go. Get out of my car. Um, the question I was to ask you was, uh, you know what? I ain't even going to ask you right now. Let's go holler at Charmel real quick, see what she's talking about. Yeah, Charmel, are you with us? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Chanel, are you with us? Yo, can you hear me? I can hear you now. I can hear you. All right, cool, cool. Uh, that, uh, I'm a little, man, I'm a little flabbergasted right now. I ain't gonna even lie to you. But, um, I agree with a lot of things you said, my brother, like you broke down a lot of things, but I want to get back to something Devante did mention about um, females maybe having some toxic femininity, because we do talk a lot about toxic masculinity, and I, I agree with it to some point, and like, and, and um, pretty much it's to me, a lot of females in a lot of generations previously were pretty much taught to be self-sufficient, taught to be, you, you can't really depend on a man because either um, the mother who raised you, the your father wasn't always there or the man they dated was not well. So you pretty much had to get it on your own. And um, like you said, a lot of men don't know how to lead properly. Like if you're going to go out on a date with a woman and say, hey, what you want to eat? And you're right. When a lot of times when women don't tell you, hey, I want to go here, it's because a lot of women want a man to really leave. It's not like this whole conversation about being submissive and being in a submissive relationship. It's not that women don't want to be submissive. I believe a lot of women really do. They just want a man worthy to be submissive too. And being submissive doesn't mean being uh being ran over. Like you got to think about it. With God, they a lot of times God asks you to be submissive, to be a servant. And that's because he's a powerful entity and you have no problem submitting to his will. And a lot of women think it's weakness when you submit to a man and it's not. It's actually showing a lot of your strength when you can step outside of yourself and be more inclusive to what he wants you to be. So I honestly do believe, like I don't believe about everything like what a woman wears because that's her choice, but some things are choice. So I got to respect your opinion, brother. But as far as what you were saying about a man leading and about having that type of strength, a woman will take heed to it. Like if you tell me, hey, you going to come pick me up at eight o'clock. I'm going to come pick you up at eight o'clock. We going to go we walk the bam, go here to where lobster we going to eat. Then I'm going to take you out and then I have you home by 12. Are you not going to get no argument out of me? I be Okay. I, I be ready. I be on the front porch ready to go. So, for real, I just believe it's a lot of things that a lot of women and a lot of men don't realize, but I do believe women do need to humble themselves and understand like when a man is taking charge in those situations, he's not trying to control you. He's just trying to give you something you've probably never been used to.
all right. Oh, well, it's only man. I got questions. Um, Taylor, are you still with us? Yeah, I'm still with you. You want me to address uh, you? No. I I hear you. I hear you. I'm, I'm moving. I'm also navigating the board and everything, making sure everybody with us and everything. All right. Um, I have this question. Now I am a divorcee. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, I have two children, same man. Um, not so long ago, dealing with our divorce, we dealt with co-parenting issues. Now, I'm gonna be honest about my own stuff. I never saw the father there in the home growing up for me. Um, my father pretty much was just doing his own thing. And when asked when I was older, he couldn't really give me an answer. So fast forward to I have children now and I'm going through a separation in my marriage. And now it's like I, I went into like helicopter mom trying to protect my children, but at the same time trying to make sure everybody there at the same time, even to the point where I was literally telling him, you either you all the way in or you all the way out. Either way, my kids are good. There's a lot of women out here that have children that are single mothers and have said that statement to the father of their child or their children. Either you here or not, whether you here or not, my baby ain't going to want for nothing. Can you please explain to, the, to our listeners, what does that sound like to a man when it comes down to a woman and his children? Oh, here we go. This, this, is where I'm, this is where I'm gonna get called the one best right here. I'm just saying, you know. All right, so here it is. <laughs> here it is. It's the truth. You might as well tell. Here's what you just said. Notice what you said. I told my ex that, or my soon to be ex, ex separate, whatever. Either you're gonna be there or not. So my first question would be, is, was he there before? Yes. Yes, but we were at it. No, 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 keep it simple. No, keep it simple. I need a yes or no. Okay. So if he was there before, why would you reiterate something like that now? Now, now, hold on. Don't answer. Don't answer. Now, watch this. Now, you ask... What does a man think about that? Why are you talking about this? If that's what the man's thinking. What, what are you talking about? Well, you, either you're going to be here for the kids or not. Because, see, if, you're not, if you are or you're not, then fine, my kids going to be good. You know what a man's thinking? Let me get wrong. Let me, let's, talk, let's talk like how men talk. We can't talk to y'all like this, but we got to talk how men talk. Man, bitch, shut mm-hmm. the fuck up. Man, I'm not trying to hear that shit. Man, you, mm. man, I was doing this shit before you talking about you just talking just so you can have something to say. If you didn't have those kids, what would you say now? That's what he's thinking. He's going, what are you telling me? I don't care. We divorced anyway. See, this is that man talk. 
Okay, and if I'm going to be there for the kids, I am. If I'm not, I'm not. But guess what, dog? Guess what I got to find right now? I got to find me a new home right now if I ain't got one already, meaning the woman. Because obviously this house is, is torn up. This is broken. We're separated. We're moving on. Okay, cool. But why are you putting the kids in the middle of something that has nothing really to do with the kids? And now what you're also telling me is, as a man, you're telling me that, oh, you're putting me in a category as these sorry-ass niggas now. Isn't that funny? When I was rocking with you, I was, I was all right. But now I'm not with you. Now I'm a sorry-ass nigga now. Not saying that he's not. Not saying that. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm saying in the general population, how many times have any man, if you're listening right now, how many times you ever hear a woman ever talking good about a man anyway? The only time you normally ever hear a woman talking good about a man if she's with one or she's doing exa- uh, he's doing exactly what she wants him to do. It's very rare you ever hear a woman say, yeah, me and this dude, we broke up, or yeah, me and my ex broke up, or me and my boyfriend broke up, but he was a good dude. We just did. We just we started going our separate ways. That's all it was. But just because we're not together no more, that doesn't mean that he's not a good person. I'm not saying in your situation. I'm just trying to generalize because I don't know you like that. I ain't trying to, get, I ain't trying to catch the man. You feel me? All right, so, so it's cool. In the, it's cool. In, in the in the concept of that, women love to use kids as oh, it's just like this. And women say, "Oh, I'm a single parent mom. I'm a single parent mom. I'm a single parent." Who cares? What what is what is what? Why is that your title? Watch this. Women say this too. I choose to be single. So now we're talking man talk. We're talking woman talk. We're talking man talk. We ain't talking narcissistic. This is man talk. Who cares? And guess what? It's 5,100 more of y'all. So what, are, what makes you different? All y'all saying the same exact thing. I've never heard, ever since I've been born, I've never heard so many women pump up talking about how great of being a single-parent mom is. That's a new trend. That's not, that's not no men walking around. Women, men don't wake up, oh, I think I'm going to get a girl pregnant today. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Come on now. Men don't go, oh, I'm going to get a girl pregnant like 15 different times and, uh, I'm going to leave her and let her be a single-parent mom. That's not how that works. A lot of these women are getting pregnant because she wants to be a part of the storyline. A lot of the women are having babies and separating from their men and breaking up with their dudes because they want to have that same story. Because wigs, body shapers, long nails, being a single-parent mom, being single, talking about how men ain't ish, that's the new wave. At one point in time, for all you older people, if you're if you're under if you're older than 35, at one point in time, it used to be women didn't want you to know they had a child without a man. They at one point in time, it used to be where a woman wanted to get married first. It used to be a woman didn't promote I suck D and I have sex with so many men. It used to be. Now you hear a woman now, yeah, you know, I get mines when I get mines. Girl, I got my dildo and I stick that thing off in there and I do what I want to do. I got about three or four different dudes. I got one in the, I got one down here, I got one over here, I got a work boyfriend, I got a, a work husband, I got a dude over here on the side, my ex-baby daddy. All She got all these different men. Now she promote more about being a hoe than she promotes more about being a lady now. But when you say that to a woman, then it's different. Oh, you tripping. No, I'm not tripping. That's the reason why the men don't respect you. That's the reason why you keep hearing the same stories. Men cheat. They lie. They mistreat women. Because you know what? That's what you do to hoes. That's what you do to women that you consider a hoe. That's what you do to women that consider and keep telling themselves, hey, I don't need to have no order. 
I don't need to take care of my body. I don't need to listen to nobody but myself. What you say don't matter. So if what, you, if what a man says don't matter, why are you surprised that no men are talking to you? Why are you surprised that men don't care? Back to this, ending with this, because you talked about the kids. In the concept of having a child, this is men, whether they're single, you had a relationship with a baby, you just happen to have a baby, or you're married. This is the truth. This is men talking, not that other stuff, the straight men. When you put a child up against a man, that's almost like you're saying, that's like almost abuse to a child to a man. You're saying to the man, yeah, you ain't taking care of your kids. That little $250 a month ain't nothing. That just ain't nothing. You ain't doing nothing because you paying child support ain't nothing. You don't see the baby when I tell you to see the baby. Well, guess what? If I was still your man, we would have had a problem, right? If we was focused more on taking care of each other, we would have a family, right? But you more focused on trying to get clout over the man instead of focusing on being the woman in the relationship. You're so focused trying to be, trying to prove that you got bigger balls than the man instead of being the great woman you should be in the relationship or the marriage. That's the reason why most men pass you up. That's the reason why most men leave you alone. What did you say, what the lady said earlier, uh, what, what the missus just said, she says, uh, um, oh, yeah, we growed up. We grew up thinking, you know, we don't need no man or whatever like that. Your mama taught you that. It wasn't no man that taught you that. Um, woman taught you you don't need no man because guess what? She couldn't keep a man either. She couldn't maintain a man either. So that's, that's passed down. That's amongst women. If you notice what I said, it's amongst women. Where's the men that are telling women you don't need to work with no man? That don't make no sense. So in the ending, men are frustrated when you try and teach a man to build families, look out for a woman, protect the woman. Why would I protect the woman? Why would I protect my kids when she's the middle ground of why everything keeps falling apart? I give my wallet. I give my money. I give my time. I give my energy. I go bust my ass for 18 hours a day and come back home, and then she tells me I'm still not doing enough. What, are, what do you expect me to do? I don't have anything because I keep investing anything, everything in this woman. If she don't come back with a return, what do you expect me to do? I got I to gotta eat. I got to have sex. I got to talk. I got to have friends. I got to do something. So in the concept of the mind of the man is, if I'm not working for myself and I'm working for you, if you do not take what I, the bacon, I'm sorry, if I don't bring, if I bring that bacon home and then I, I come back and ask the next day, hey, where the bacon at? You say I threw it in the trash. What am I supposed to do? You ain't cooked it. You ain't used it. So what am I supposed to do? You're putting a man into a corner, and then you expect him to produce a result. But when he produces a result out of a corner, he's not coming to be nice. He's trying to live. He's trying to survive. He's trying to take somebody's head off because he's in a corner, and he only has one way out. And if you're in front of him, he's probably going to take you out too. And that goes along with the kids too because the woman is connected to the child. Oh. Oh. Ow. Okay. Oh. Totally agree. Totally agree with you on that one. Um, reason why I agree, I had to learn that the hard way because, yeah, I did say it. I did was like, whether you here or not, these kids going to be okay. But I also realized how much I didn't know. You know, I can't, you know, you you probably heard, heard women also say these well, single mom be like, I'm the mama and the father. I totally am 
and total disagreement with that. I feel like as a man, what men bring to the home as their father is so powerful, is so like grounded. Us mamas, if our babies hurt themselves, we we run it. Oh, oh, let me kiss the boo-boo. Let me make this better. Let me do this. We become what I call we go into superwoman mode, trying to take care of everything. But with the man in that house, it, it gives that balance. It gives that that especially when with a woman that's raising sons. I have a, a daughter and a son. My youngest is my son. I literally, I think I yeah, I baby my son. I do. My his father, my ex, literally be like, uh, yeah, nah, they ain't gonna work here. They ain't gonna ride here. So it gives that balance. I had to learn how to give give the balance. Now, due to us being the reason why we was divorced, that we became divorced, is I admit, and I'm just going into my next question. My mouth. Um I didn't know how to pretty much take what he said as face value. It is what it is. I tried to overanalyze and dissect what he meant by that, by the tone, maybe, or by the wording. I, I did too much, way too much, trying to figure out what he mean when he said certain things instead of saying, instead of taking it for face value. That's what he said. That's what he meant. For example, we always argued about two things. It was finances and family. Finances as far as we agreed upon everything being 50-50. But then I got, and I'm telling on myself, I got when it don't feel like it, it was being 50-50 or it didn't, Looked like to me that was 50-50, I wanted to take over. Where that come from for me, I can't speak for other women. Where that came from for me is being in a single parent home. I did have two parents, but the two parents was my mom and my grandma. And two women that pretty much handled everything on their own. I never saw dad in the house. So... I automatically went into single mama mode as a married woman. Family, oh, and I know there's a lot of women. If you are on this line or if you're listening to it and you marry, when it comes down to family, when stuff happens in your marriage, what we do, marriage or relationship, what we tend to do is we go talk to our mama. Or our best friend. And when after everything is okay, then we still got the family and the friends that is still mad. So that's what really caused the relation the relationship to end for my situation. Can you talk to us women? And I'm bracing myself for this hit already. What does that do for y'all when it comes down to we end up nagging about the finances or we nagging about or we going to run into our family about 
telling our relationship business. That was, you answered your own question, but I'll break it down. Watch this. You said, I grew up, I have a mama and my grandmama, but I got married. So I didn't see it. I didn't see an example of it. So when you got married, now not saying that you could not transition from that. That's not what I'm saying. But if you kept that same mentality the whole time till you got better, you didn't progress, you didn't get better as a woman. I'm not saying you didn't get better as a woman. I'm saying, like, you didn't progress in relationship. You didn't learn what to do with a man, how to do stuff with men, or maybe say, oh, okay, I have this in my relationship. Okay, my next relationship, I'm going to do this. You know, like if you, didn't, if you didn't progress in those areas, when you got married, the marriage was going to fail anyway. Because, watch this, I'm going to flip it the other way. Here we go, fellas, watch this. Flip it. Imagine young boys that grow up. All he saw was his mama, auntie, grew up with some sisters, and majority of the time when he grew up with his mom, all he heard was, niggas ain't shit. I can't stand men. Men are no good. I don't need no man no way. And also he grew up with, mama's always right. Imagine that one boy times a million, thousand. Two thousand, a hundred thousand. Imagine that. Not just talking about black boys, talking about white, Hispanic, Asians too. All of them. Imagine boys growing up watching his mama go, Men ain't no good. I don't need no man. I ain't worried about that. And the boy thinking, Oh, okay, that's what I'm supposed to do. And that boy grows up to be a man. He gets with a woman. He already know, oh, I can supposed to have sex with this girl because my mama said Men ain't ish anyway. I'm going to wind up being the dog anyway. I'm going to wind up cheating the line anyway. That's what I'm supposed to do. Because the only time I see my mama with a man is when he comes through on Tuesdays and Saturdays and they turn the music on real, real, real loud downstairs or upstairs or down in the basement. And then they be gone for a few hours and I smell this cologne and I smell a little smoke or something like that. And they have a little good time. That's it. I ain't never seen my mama with no man. I ain't never seen my mama happy with no man. So guess what? I'm thinking, hey, ain't no woman supposed to be happy with no man. If I don't progress from that time when I was a little boy, teenager, young adult, and what does that mean to what you just said? When you have a situation like that in your life, people and women keep ignoring the fact of how I was raised, what I'm taught, what I keep listening to, what I keep watching, all that stuff affects my future. That's the reason why you see the same results. Dating, have sex, have a baby, you get mad at the dude, y'all break up. You're finding something. What did you say? I kept looking for something. I kept trying to look for something wrong. Even if the man, even if you didn't know nothing and the man was trying to show you, let me show you how to be, how you going to be with me. You were still fighting against what you said that you was committing your life to. But you didn't fight against that sex. You didn't fight against having that baby. You didn't fight against none of that. You know why? Because the mamas in them, the grandmamas in them, they prepared you for that. Nobody didn't prepare you for a man to tell you, hey, go sit down somewhere. You're doing too much talking. You don't tell me what to do. The man is telling you for a reason. Isn't that funny? Well, watch this. Mm-hmm. Let, me, let me slide over. Watch this. Let me slide over for a minute. Look at the women right now. Brianna, say her name. Brianna Taylor. 
Say our name. Why ain't none of these men protecting us? Because they ain't in no hurry. You only going to have a few because when I grew up, my mama said, go sit your ass down somewhere. Huh? My mama said, you ain't doing nothing, boy. Go sit down. I done see my mama pump many a dudes. Ain't that funny? I done saw my mama call more black men niggas than I've ever seen any white or Hispanic or Asian women call a black man a nigga. I've seen, many a times, I've seen a dude that was good to my mama go to jail and she lied. I've seen a dude down the street, his mama had, had said something to do, and we knew that she was having sex with multiple dudes. Those untold stories I'm saying. I'm talking about the untold. We always get to surface, mama work hard, she done, she done, we hear her all the time. But what about the stories, how many times have you went to jail over a woman? How many times have a black man, I'm using black, but how many times a black man or men in general have sat up there and wound up, went to jail over child support over $250 a month? Really? How many times have a man been called the police on? How many guys have been accused of rape or anything like that, and then he's supposed to come to your, your aid right now? <laughs> okay. Think about it. So why would a man be in such a hurry to come to you when he has heard this before, when he was growing up as well? Niggas ain't shit. You getting on my fucking nerves. You getting on my last nerves. I'm tired of your ass. Those are triggers for men. And watch this. Let me tell you how you know you have triggered a man and he has heard this before. He sits there and don't say nothing. He tilts his head to the left or to the right, and he rolls his eyes up in his head. Or he leaves or goes sit down or he go to his car. Tell me if I'm lying. You leave. You leave. You better not come back. Sometimes he don't. Why you think when he come back, he always hugging and kissing on you because he know that's what you wanted anyway. The miscommunication between each other, black and white, yellow, Asian, all them, the reason between men and women have these problems is because women don't like to take the accountability of their own faults as well. They don't mind a man. you got to do what you're supposed to do. If you was a man, you would do this. And if you was a woman, you'd know how to be quiet and sit down somewhere too. If you believe in God, you should know that for sure because in the Bible it's tell you to be meek and be quiet. And if your mama and your, and your grandma ever taught you something, they told you sometimes you need to shut up and go sit down somewhere. But you run your mouth too much. And if you ever notice, most of the women that have men problems, they have mouth problems. Mm. But you can't tell no woman that, you know. You know why you can't tell a woman that? Because she told, you don't let them, you tell your story, girl. Don't let him make you be quiet. But the smart women know to be quiet. Watch this. I'm going to go black and white and I'm going to shut up. I had a white lady one time tell me, older white lady, tell me how they ran niggas. Ready? Don't quote me on this. How they ran niggas. They said, when I was coming up, my dad, a matter of fact, my dad, but just so you know where I'm from, my dad was raised in Arkansas, my mom was raised in South Carolina. My dad used to pick cotton when he was a young boy. That's a whole other story. We'll get to that another day. Here it is. So, older woman told me how they ran niggas. Because she said it just like that. How we ran niggas. How we did it. What we did was we emasculated the men. All we had to do is put the men in front of the women. Show them that their men are not a damn thing. They ain't worth nothing. The woman will have the kids. We would do is take those kids 
and we will promise the kids a great future because the only thing usually when a woman, the only thing she has is her kids most of the time. She can connect to if she don't got a sister and her family and all that. So what we would do is we would disfame the man. The women will follow because she wants the house, the car, the money, a place for her kids, a place to live. She is focused on survival. Then what we do is we take the woman and we uplift her. This is called the mammy treatment. Now watch me now, and I'll prove it how you know that it's current today. The mammy treatment is you are, if you ever notice when you go to a fast food place, you ever go to any kind of maybe warehouse place, they call, they call her, they call her uh, the mama of the family. And if you, ever, if you ever go to a place and you hear the mama, that means that's mammy in translation. She says, if you ever go to a fast food place, you see a black woman somewhere. She's a supervisor or the manager. You go to an office building, you see a black woman, supervisor or manager. And what do you always see above her? It will be a white guy. Oh. When things go wrong, they send it to mama. And mama always look like what? She's either a little small, frail woman or, woman, or she's a big, heavyset woman because she represents the mama. She's out of shape. She has a big breast, a big butt. Most of the time, the mammy treatment, if you look at old movies and stuff like that, what do you always see? The woman with the arms because she's whipping that, cooking that food up in the, in the kitchen. Same thing. He said that is strategically placed for the men because the men are more likely to listen to that black woman than he's going to listen to that white man or listen to a black man because we destroyed the black man and he don't want to listen to the white man, so we put the black woman in front of it. And you can't put a white woman in the manager's position or a head position or a lead position because the black women will hate the white women. So you put the black woman in their position. That's by default. But the black women don't understand that. They think they're coming up, but they really sold out. Hmm. Now, why did I say all of that to bring you around to what you just said earlier, what you asked? Why do men act the way they act? Why is he acting like this with the kids and this and that, this, that? Well, what do I have left? Where do I go? And why are the men now coming out now saying, man, I'm tired of these black people. I'm tired of it. Because that again, they don't have nowhere else to go. Why are these men being gay? He ain't got nowhere else to go. Why he sitting in the passenger lot? He ain't got nowhere else to go. Why she wearing pants? I can't wear pants. He ain't got nowhere else to go. What are you supposed to do? Who are you supposed to run to? Well, we got, we got the most hurt. Oh, do you? Can I go down to the office and get some EBT cards and some Section 8 and find me a place to live? No, I cannot. You don't have no man because you get EBT cards and you have the Section 8 and you have the food. They told you if you, if you got a man, you can't, you can't have this. So they got rid of your man that way. That's the reason why you just have, it's just you and the babies. That's all strategy. But you got the degree, you got the bachelor, you got the master, you, you got your ownership, but you ain't never came back and saved us. So why would I come out there and run out there and save you? Think about it. Why would I be in a hurry to try to love on you and do right by you? Think about it. These are the hurts of men that we can't talk about. We have to stay in the corner, do our job, handle our business, and we have to get pussy when we can. We have to uh, take what we can. But then guess what? Winds up happening. And that black man. Finally get something. That athlete finally makes it. That actor, the dude that created something, the engineer, the daggone chessboard player, the dude that created something that was amazing. He started his own business. Why that woman always wound up being the lighter of the skin or she wound up being white or Hispanic or mixed? Because he wants to get away from something. What did that lady say? What's that movie? What's the movie on Netflix? What's that movie? Uh, the lady that uh, created the thing, and I'm done, but I'll say this. 
uh, what's the lady on uh, Netflix, what everybody was saying? Do not go back to what? What'd she say? Don't go back. Don't your... never go back to what hurt you. Um, Remember that? Um, the, uh, the, uh, the lady, you know, the one that created the, uh, press, the, the screen to put on your head. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? And she said, never uh, go back to what hurt you. Madam CJ Walker. Um, Oh, yeah. And remember, and remember on social media, all the women was like, "Yeah, that's right." You a black female, and that man sat there and looked at you and said, "You're right. That's why I ain't never come back to you." Damn, damn. Ooh, Devante, come on up in here, cause I'm about done for the night. I'm done. I, I mean, yo, like. There's some points, man, that was, like, touching. You need to write a book or something, my dude. Like, for, like, okay, some of it is obviously, actually a lot of what you say is relative to the individual, but I think the one thing that resonates throughout everything that you said, right, was that there is a lot of hurt, deep, deep hurt that is generational and that is unspoken. I mean, there are some nuances and some perspectives that ladies uh, have towards men that is just not, it's just not cool to talk about. Like, we're supposed to just kind of overlook things that are unsaid, but clearly linear, clearly understood by every brother in the room. You know what I mean? So that, that shit cut deep. You know what I mean? Uh, I try to put this in perspective and just kind of say, like, Yo, you know, everything is in relation to whatever. It's the person, right? But so I'm not going to say, like, you got to cut down your sisters or, you know, not, not fuck with them when you get to a certain level. I ain't going to do that. But what I will say is, um, man, you definitely opened up a conversation, man. You opened up a room and a space where, um, as people of color, we can sit down and look across the table and be like, baby, we need to talk. And man, I applaud you for that, bro. Man. Oh, man. Wow. This tonight has been eye opening. And and like I said, whew, toe stepping and everything and everything and everything just I I'm wow. Yeah. Thank you so much, Taylor, for coming on and just enlightening us women on on how toxic we can be towards men. I don't think a lot of people, a lot of us, want to hear. And you're right when you said, "Oh, you when you tell the truth about what we do." We, you probably get, yeah, not probably, but you always get. Well, you ain't have to say it like that. But just like the cliche said, truth hurts. Truth hurts. And it does not have to take you going through the same lesson over and over and over again to finally say, well, maybe it's me. Or actually admit it's me. I'm not saying neither side is perfect whatsoever, but yeah, ladies, let's just keep it 100. We got to get our shit together. We got to learn how to shut up. We got to learn how to 
be in our in our rightful place. And I'm not saying that all oh, he is over us. If if we are Christians, those who are Christians, those who have lived their lives or living their life through the Bible, there is a thing. There is a thing called submission that don't necessarily mean, just like my girl Chanel just said, it don't necessarily mean you weak, that he's towering over you, that he's dictating to you or controlling you. It's just, yeah, you got to get, we got to get in our place. We got to get in our place. So thank you so much, Taylor Dean. Thank you so much. Oh my God. Um, any last words you have for us before we end this out? All right. So just, I need to make sure I put the, I know I should have said the disclaimer earlier, but <laughs> this is what, what I am, what I talk about is male and female. But the way I introduce it is more on the man side exposing what the man cannot say. So if I'm if I'm telling you this now, can you imagine how many men are thinking that or came across that or you've came encounter with a man like that? And, and, and watch this. Try this. I want you to try something. Try this. The next time you're talking to a man, any man, doesn't matter, the man you know, ask him how he feels and watch his response. His first response is going to be, what you mean how I feel? Like, how do you feel about this? He'll go, oh, no. These men are so taught not to say nothing, that's why they don't never say nothing. Men are taught to be quiet so much, that's why they don't never say nothing. Why don't you tell me how you feel? What's the point? It ain't going to do nothing. Why, why you why you won't introduce to your friends and your family and stuff like that? A difference doesn't make. Ain't gonna do nothing. When your man does not believe he has self worth amongst what he believes he is working for and putting his time and his energy into, he, he's just sitting over in the corner like you always see when you go to somebody's house. You see that old man sitting over in the corner. Oh, that's daddy over there. Why daddy broken down like that though? Mama's all mm. vibrant and, and excited and stuff. Every time you see daddy, when he go outside, he always in the garage all the time. My daddy ain't never at home. Why he doesn't feel like a, a king in his own home? Why does he? Why does? He, why is daddy not healthy? And a water man down. Why do you normally see when you see a, a black guy? Why do you always see like he feel like he are you? What's up, mom? Holla at your boy. Why he always got to act like that? Because that's the only time he really ever get a response. Because when he acts like a gentleman, when he normally acts like a man, then he's called lame. That's what y'all don't hear. Oh no, I want a man that dress like this and do this. Not not necessarily. Men men see women all the time pick dudes that ain't worth a damn, and she'll have a baby bomb. She'll fight for him. She'll do everything for him. She'll be fine for him everything. But how many times you ever see a man be like, "Yo, man, I dress like this and I do this," and she don't even pay her no mind. That's the other part that we don't ever see. So in closing, what I'm saying is just open your eyes and just look around. Just look around. If you wore pants more than you wear dresses, you say, oh, I can wear pants if I want to. Okay, cool. It's equal rights, right? So if your man wear dresses more than he wear pants, ask yourself a question. What do you think of them? 
Mm. A uniform is a uniform. A uniform is a uniform. At one point in time, women didn't wear pants unless she had to. Now women wear pants like it just that's just her normal wear now. Oh, it's different now. Oh yeah, okay, cool. That's the reason why men don't talk to you the way they do. Because you act more like a man than you act like a woman. That's why you treat you like a homeboy. Mm. Wow. Wow. Oh. Um, Mavis, any last words? <laughs> All I have to say is thank you, Taylor Dean. You are amazing. I'm glad that Alexis, you know, dedicated this Saturday for you. I'm glad that we got to kind of talk and vibe during the week. Uh, and I look forward to your future, you know, podcast and whatnot, just to kind of continue to pick your brain. And um, seriously, you're amazing. You are a gifted man. And I truly appreciate it because it opens my eyes and I'm a I am a perspective thinker. Um, but to see it from another perspective, um, to hear it from your point of view, it definitely has opened up my eyes and my mind. So I greatly appreciate it. You're awesome. Continue being you. Um wow. Um um, we're going to end off with our CEO, um, Daniel Davis. You have any last words for Mr. Taylor and the show? Yeah, I want to thank Taylor for, for definitely coming in and giving his perspective and uh, open up our viewers up from uh, a man's perspective and not holding anything back. So I definitely want to um, see you in the future and uh, blessings to everything that you do. And definitely appreciate you uh, showing love to the Mad Hatter Show. Yeah, uh, I mean, ooh, thank you. Thank you so much. And I am looking forward to having you not only on this one, but our other platforms as well. Um, just continuing to, to speak the truth about some stuff, man. And I'm looking forward to uh, working with you in the near future as well, Mr. Dean. This is, man, like I said, this show was eye-opening. And we truly appreciate you for coming on here and sharing with us, sharing you with us, your perspective, your 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 perspective, your just just yourself with with us, and like everyone else said, continue on with this work, this good work. You are bringing a lot of healing to our home. So keep coming with these podcasts, with these videos, with all of this. Don't don't worry about what people say, especially us women. When we, especially us black women, when we get in our feelings, hold up, wait a minute, what you mean about that? Uh, uh-uh. uh, you telling the truth, and you bringing healing to a lot of us that really want to stop the cycle of being in the same position over and over and over again in relationships and co-parenting and and just and just interacting and experiencing men keep going thank you so so much for 
for being here on tonight and keep going. With that being said, y'all, this was the Mad Hatters podcast. I am literally like totally full and everything. I'm I'm kind of trying not to be so emotional and stuff. But y'all, thank y'all for tuning in to the Mad Hatters. You can catch us every Saturday night on Talk Shoe Radio. Um 8 o'clock p.m. Central Standard Time. And our number is 717-734-6904. The show ID is 991-5968-POUND. Y'all, we here every Saturday with all kinds of topics. And like I said before, the Mad Hatters podcast is not for the easily offended and the wicked help too. So we're going to tell the truth. We're going to keep it 100 on here. We're going to tell the truth. We're going to give it to you raw, unedited, uncensored, and just straight in your face. But hopefully what is being said and being taught on this platform can change lives as well. And with that being said, I will see y'all on next Saturday. We will all vibe with each other on next Saturday. Make sure to tune in on this Tuesday and every Tuesday for the Madam Queen's open mic night. This, if you have, if you are a poet, singer, rapper, comedian, or if you just need to vent, you can call in on that platform on Tuesday nights. The number is 717-734-6904. Show ID 2864-394-POUND. And we vibe out on on, um, Tuesday night artistically. And then follow us on Thursday night with the Red Line Podcast at 8 o'clock now. 8 o'clock p.m. Central Standard, Standard Time. And we just, that will be, our, that's our platform about pretty much recent news to what's just really grinding our gears. Number for that, 717-734-6904. Show ID 5116519-POUND. We, Soulful Entertainment Productions is on every week on TalkShoe Radio, on Spotify, on YouTube, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher as well, a new podcast uh, platform. Um, We are on literally three times a week. So y'all come and vibe with us three times a week, every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday. I will see y'all on this platform. Uh, Mad Hatter's podcast every Saturday. Remember, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. You never know what we're going to talk about because we give it to you all the way raw. So, good night, everyone. Continue to keep striving, keep thriving, and keep on being great. And, y'all, have a mind for yourself. Have your own mind and say what you need to say for both women and men. All right? Love y'all, love y'all, love y'all, and we are out.
We begin today's meditation with a few sipping exercises to remind us a little treat can go a long way. So pick up your McCafe iced coffees, close your eyes, and deep sip in. And deep satisfaction out. <sighs> Take a treat retreat at McDonald's. Right now, get a McCafe iced coffee in any size and any flavor for just 99 cents until 11 a.m. Price of participation may vary.